The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, people love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a Smart Moves Coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see results. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and you're not getting sidetracked in your leadership drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a smart moves tree to power up your business brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Working on your business, not in it. There's a bridge every entrepreneur must cross in order to grow a business beyond a certain point, a point where they must transition from doing to leading. It means stepping back from day-to-day operations and slipping into the role of boss, manager, or whatever you want to call it. It also means learning to delegate more significant responsibilities to your employees. But for many entrepreneurs who view their business as their baby, there's, that's more easily said than done. Let's go back in time to when you first formed your company, when you were involved in every aspect of the business. As it grew, you needed help to get things done, and so you began hiring. New employees came on board, and you started uh, assigning specific tasks and duties to them. Hopefully, as they proved themselves, you started giving them larger projects and eventually turning over actual responsibilities. What I have found with my clients and myself at times is delegating is an ongoing journey. Half the battle is hiring people whom you feel comfortable delegating to. The other half is creating an effective delegation process that gets the right work done right the first time and within the right time frame. This is especially important in small businesses where employees have been used to wearing many hats and where firefighting is the rule, not the exception. As a result, they are not always sure what your expectations are or what their top priority should be. It's your responsibility as the boss or manager to tell them these five things. First, what their tasks and responsibilities are and which of them take priority over others. Second, what is doing a good job? What does that look like? Don't expect workers to instinctively know. It's up to you to define, describe it, and give examples. Three, the limits of their authority which might include budgets, time frames, and resources at their disposal. Four, reporting criteria. How often do you want to get an update? What should it include? Do you want it in writing or a verbal report acceptable? And five, where workers stand in terms of their job performance. You can't expect people to make improvements if you don't provide feedback. So here's your smart moves tip. Go 
good leaders know when to get out of their own way. Once you put the right people, the right programs, the right processes in place, you can now safely disengage long enough to provide the vision essential to your company's long-term growth. Delegating tasks and learning to let go is the key to business growth. Listeners, are you ready to grow your business? The first step is to hone your delegation skills. Get my 10 surefire tips. Contact me at Marcia. M-A-R-C-I-A at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. This week's program is Your Business is Ready to Leap from Startup to Scale-Up. Your entrepreneurial vision has taken hold. Your business is growing. It's everything you hope for and more. Or is it? With growth comes bigger headaches, more hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more stakeholders to deal with, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. You are experiencing growing pains. My guest today is David Shuttler, President and CEO of Utility System Solutions. He was on the program in March talking about his transition from military lawyer to energy entrepreneur and what adjustments he needed to make. Now, fast forward. It's 10 years later. His company is no longer a startup. It's a growing enterprise. And with growth comes change, challenges, and choices. Today's with us today to give us further insights into his entrepreneurial journey. Welcome, Dave. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Nice to be on again. Well, I'm looking forward to this because we've had some chats about, you know, what that journey is like right now. So, um, but first, tell the listeners about your company, Utility System Solutions. What does it do? Certainly. Um, our company focuses on energy-efficient projects, mm-hmm. steam and lighting. Uh, we typically focus on the government and the mush market. We use that term for munil- municipalities, universities, schools, and hospitals. Ah. These um, uh, have typically a campus environment. And our typical project would be to install um, parking lot lighting uh, using retrofit uh, of LED lighting to save energy. So that would be a typical project that we might do at one of those facilities. And, you know, one of the things that, so that gives the uh, listener an overview of what you do. Now, one of the interesting things that we talked about is that um, in your journey uh, is that you've experienced 300% growth in the last four years. That is tremendous. Um, what does that look like, and, and what are you dealing with? Well, in, um, in my circumstance, we, we grew in the last um, um, three, well, f- or four years ago, we started a growth from about $3.9 million, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in um, uh, 2011 uh, to $8.9 million in 2012, and then $13.1 million in 2013. So we had a, um, a over a 300% growth, um, and, um, and, and so we did. You know, a lot of people have, have said to me how much they would like to have a significant growth for it like that, and so it's what we had, uh, and um, a, as a consequence, we, um, we grew as far as the number of employees from, from three employees to 21 over a similar period of time. And then, um, you know, I know we're going to get into the specific challenges you've had, but one of the things um, that uh, I, you said there are 21 employees, but that's not the case now. Um, you had to do something, and, and, and perhaps that's one of those challenges. Would you like to tell the listeners what has transpired? It's no longer 21. What is it now? How many employees? Yes. Well, so we, um, after we experienced that growth, uh, in the fourth year, um, we did not achieve the growth that we were thinking we, we were going to get, which was we projected about $15 million in revenue. 
Uh, we ended up with about 11, living a little over 11 million in revenue. And as a consequence, we had to uh, substantially cut back our staff. And uh, so the answer to your question is we now have 11 employees. We had to, um, we had to cut back 10 employees in the, um, in the process. So I think I'm a very good candidate to discuss this this um, this notion of startup to scale up because we've had to scale both up and then scale back down to make all the pieces fit. Right, and I know we're going to get into that in that next segment. You know, some of the key challenges that you've had when you go from scale up uh, from startup to scale up and maybe scaling back a little, and now moving forward. Um, but you had an interesting comment uh, when we were talking about. When you had to let good people go, um, that was very hard for you, and, and um, it's very hard for anyone to to um, you know tell people they no longer have a job. But what was it so? Why was it so difficult for you? Well, in my case, um, as I uh, began building the the business, I, I wanted to have employees who I trusted, and um, so consequently, I turned to. Uh, friends and and um, and associates from different things like church and scouting that I was involved in, and um, so these were people that I'd known for many years and had a uh, a personal and a social relationship with, um, and so I I brought them into the business um, <clears throat> as a uh, as a uh, basically as an in an employee status. Uh, and then the difficulty is that if this, the business doesn't achieve the growth that you're looking for and you have to scale back, then these people are close friends and, and, um, and um, you know, um, it's very difficult then to let them go. So I had to go through that process, and um, it is not easy and not comfortable. Um, and so sort of the entrepreneurial lesson of the deal is when you, when you scale up, um, you want to do it on the basis other than, uh, friends and family, because of the difficulty, if you have to scale back down, of letting those people th- of letting those people go. And that's one of the key lessons learned, and I'm uh, uh, from your entrepreneurial experience. And I know you're going to have more key lessons, but right now it's time for a short break um, on the business edge. I'm Marcia Zidel, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is David Shuttler, CEO of Utility System Solutions, telling about his journey from startup to a growing enterprise. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest today is David Shuttler, CEO of Utility System Solutions, and he's giving us insights into his entrepreneurial journey from startup to a growing enterprise. And, you know, I, I, there are many challenges that you face because, you know, with growth brings change and change brings challenges. And so what we're going to get into, and, I, and Dave is a great spokesperson for this, is what are some of those challenges? So I know the first thing you want to talk about is core systems. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, as we start up, uh, initially, in my case, what we had was two laptops, and um, uh, I was doing sales, and I threw it over my shoulder, and the other fellow was doing um, operations and execution. And then uh, gradually, as it grows, um, the the business needs to have uh, systems in place. And so um, in our case, the core systems, as I believe, are um, finance, sales, and operations, and then um, what what you can do as you step back from the hands-on work um, is you can you can make sure that the system is in place and that the system is working, and then then you can move to other things so that you need to work um, work with as you're as you're growing the business. So in the finance area, we move from QuickBooks uh, to Sage um, as our um, as our financial vehicle, and that allowed us the Sage system. I'm not a an advocate one way or another for any different system, but that system allows us to have real-time financial reporting, which we didn't, we couldn't really do with with QuickBooks. Uh, on the sales side, uh, we moved from just keeping a uh, you know a spreadsheet of opportunities, a weekly spreadsheet that basically I filled out, to um, a very rich database uh, system called Cosential. This is one that that we use. We operate in the um, architect, engineer, construction area. So this is one that has um, the capacity to capture multi-stage projects with multi-levels of, of uh, end users and, and um, allows us to, to track it all the way through from the initial, uh, initial contact through contract award and then project execution. And then on the other side, um, once a project is underway, the, um, the execution of the project we were simply using Word documents, uh, and it became necessary to have a document management system uh, for the execution part, and that we, we chose a system called Procore um, that would allow us to have um, a little bit more nimble response because we had um, forms and formats already in place. So the, the move from doing the work individually, hand, you know, it's, it's all hand-on work, to, to systematically... Um, and the processes and procedures that are necessary to be able to do that, that frees the entrepreneur, the owner in my case, to, to step back from those things, know that they're going on well, and then, and then uh, check up on the system and make sure that it's giving the information that's needed on a timely basis. I think that is, that's core. I mean, that is really essential if you're going to be successful uh, in growing your business. Now, the second thing that you, you know, you indicated was that um, you had to start um, initiating policies and systems and procedures. Um, can you talk about that a bit? Sure. Um, our, our policies um, largely consisted of what was in my head, and I was always <laughs> amazed that people couldn't, couldn't read my mind. I mean, right. I knew very clearly, I knew precisely what I wanted to have happen, uh, but that wasn't always the case for other people who uh, didn't have that direct ac- uh, direct access to my head. So, um, so getting those policies down on paper, and then um, and publishing them, and training people in them, and 
and making sure that we have clarity. Um, that is a big step. And um, so what we, what we uh, did was we established um, 10 core policy letters, um, one for each of those operational areas like sales, ops, finance, and then um, a number of, of particular things like the policy for financial purposes, the two-check policy, for example, mm-hmm. um, and policies for document um, uh, you know, storage and retrieval and when do we destroy documents and that type of thing. And so those policies then get captured into um, policy guidance. And then for personnel policies, because there are so many, those get captured in uh, an employee handbook. Um, and we have outsourced a good bit of our, um, our uh, HR function to a company ADP. I'm sure there's others. We've worked with them for a while, and um, so they review our employee handbook, make sure to make sure that it's all um, uh, consistent with federal statutes and that type of thing. And then when we have those in place, then a lot of the um, core cultural issues can be um, those can be dealt with um, uh, through through the policies and procedures. Right, and this is that, you know, nitty-gritty, hands-on stuff that a lot of entrepreneurs don't like to do because they are more, many of them are more into um, the big picture or they are very focused on their product or their service. But this, these are essential things in order to grow and, and, and be successful in a business. Yes, um, and this is, this is, I think, um, working on the business um, and rather than, uh, in the business, it's 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 getting it's getting the foundational uh, stones in place, and so those two, the systems and then policies and procedures, those are those are core in my view. Right. So now let's move on to what every growing company it needs, um, because the one or two people that are part of that company can't do it all, and that is staffing, uh, hiring. Uh, people and the whole issue of are you getting the right people and so tell us about that what has been your experience well staffing is to me that is sort of the the primary entrepreneurial job getting the right people on the bus getting the bus headed in the right direction mm-hmm. and um, you know uh, finding a fit and initially uh, what we were looking for you might call, you might say character hires. Was this person a good person? Did they have good character? Uh, and then the, the thought was that they would, they would teach themselves or they would figure it out by osmosis what needed to be done. So we migrated from that. We're, we're now looking for um, uh, talent and skills, a combination of, of you know, a, a particular talent to do something. Let's say the talent is organizing or a talent for communication. Mm-hmm. And then using that talent... But then with the skills, let's say the, the skills would be oh, how, to, how to use a database or a spreadsheet um, mm-hmm. so that you can combine those two things to be very effective. So we, we moved uh, from the one to the other, kind of looking more for those specifics. And then as far as the search process, um, we after a while brought on uh, an HR person who directs that process. And we, it just kind of depends on the, on the particular position, but... Um, we have used um, uh, headhunter firms to, to find the person. Um, there's some great advantages to that. Uh, and then we've also advertised directly, um, and there are some advantages to that. So we haven't really resolved that completely, but in terms of what it is that we're looking for, we have a pretty clear picture, and we articulate that fairly clearly through a job description uh, and then an interview process. And I think that's another lesson learned, which is you start out with one kind of employee or looking for one kind of employee, and then you realize, and I've seen this happen in uh, other companies, that 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 employee who may be a good person may not have the skill sets uh, or the talent to grow with the company. And so now you're looking at a different type of person with different talents and different skill sets. So I think that, that's, right. that's something that I, most entrepreneurs need to understand. Um, now, moving to the next area, which is, um, and I, you, you've talked about this, your leadership style. What changes did you have to make in that? 
I think that a that an entrepreneurial endeavor starts with some idea, some spark that the entrepreneur has, and and they're good at it, and they develop things, and it grows based on that. And so, what has to happen, at least in my experience, after the ten years that I've been doing it, is is letting go of that. It's the comfort zone. You're in that comfort zone, and and it's and it's very comfortable. You know what you're doing, but you have to step back from it. Um, actively engage in the uncomfortable prospect of letting go, and then um, training uh, people initially to to stand in for you or to do other other tasks, and then um, manage um, the people uh, once trained, and then manage the manager. So, so you're taking a series of steps backwards from the hands-on performance of whatever it is. So in my case, it was uh, sales development of energy efficiency projects. And so um, uh, gradually, I've had to step back from that to, um, to uh, allow um, others to step forward. And also, um, because there's, you, just, you just run out of bandwidth of trying to keep track of all the, different, all the different things. So initially, I would know all the projects that were in the pipeline and all the projects that were in execution. And um, so now I know about them, but I don't necessarily know all the details of them. And that's, that's kind of the process of, of stepping away from it, stepping back from it. So as the, as the leadership style, um, the necessity is to delegate and then, and then to figure out how best to delegate in a way that you, that you continue to have a, a good conversation about what's going on uh, by your team uh, in the field and other places. Well, I think, you know, that is a key here, and that is uh, very hard for many uh, uh, business owners. Is, is, as I said in my Marsha's Musing, it's their baby. And if they have a particular area that they have an expertise in or really enjoy doing, and for you it was, you know, sales development, well, you can't continue doing that because you have to move away from working um, in, you know, working in the business to looking at the, the future of the business. So I think, you, you know, that was some very good uh, insights you have about the changes that have to be made as you've gone through this growth spurt. And so it's time for a short break. Um, on the Business Edge, I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success, and my guest today is David Shuttler, CEO of Utility System Solutions, telling us about his entrepreneurial journey from startup to a growing enterprise. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you. 
Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidle the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest today is David Shuttler, CEO of Utility System Solutions, giving insights into his entrepreneurial journey from startup to a growing enterprise. And in the last segment, he talked about the challenges that um, he experienced and, and, and every entrepreneur experiences as they scale up. And he talked about putting in core systems, about, um, you know, the staffing issues, policies, uh, the um, changes that have to be done in, uh, f- and in terms of the owner's uh, or the entrepreneur's leadership style. But now we're going to move on. And one of the key things that David said to me that he wants to talk about is there are risks of scaling up and then how to mitigate those risks. So, David, can you tell... Um, Talk about that, because I know this is something very important to you. Yes. Well, the risk that I see, our company is in the construction field, and the risks that I see um, are um, numerous. And um, as you scale up, um, there are other other risks that that pile on. And um, I think that the difference between survival and not surviving is um, has to do with your awareness of the risks and your capacity to mitigate them, and particularly in light of the fact that there are some 27 million small business uh, firms in America today, and um, the SBA, um, um, I guess the, the, the track record of these is only about uh, 50% of those survive um, after five years. And I think that the reason for that is um, the this this uh, capacity to deal with risk, and so um, in the construction area there are a number of kinds of risks, um, such as the uh, the risk that a that a uh, subcontractor uh, might not uh, perform, or financial risks, um, risks of scope creep, risks of uh, difficulty in getting the um, the completed project approved. Um, we had an unusual risk, one that was very hard to uh, think about beforehand. But I'll give an example of that of mm-hmm. the unusual nature. Is um, we had a contract to supply LED lighting fixtures, light emitting diode lighting fixtures, for um, the U.S. Air Force uh, Space Command in uh, Colorado, and um, one of the fixtures that we had um, that we had contracted to supply. Uh, during the course of production, one of the subcontractors for uh, that made the um, the housing of this particular fixture, the su- that subcontractor went bankrupt. In the course of the bankruptcy, um, uh, I guess for collateral, they they kept the um, the forms and the dies uh, by which the the housing was made, and so the major manufacturer, Phillips in this case, um, was simply not able to produce the fixtures that had been contracted for by the federal government. And so that's a risk that I hadn't thought about before. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that I didn't think so, yeah. <laughs> it's an unusual risk, not one that you would mitigate very, very easily. Uh, we solved it by, um, by substituting or, or getting approval to substitute uh, a, a more expensive uh, lighting fixture with some more bells and whistles. Uh, but... Um, but uh, it was it was an unusual. That's the type of thing where there are risks. And and as you're growing, as you're scaling up, um, the big risk, the huge risk, the monumental risk is um, that you scale up too quickly or too slowly, that you are fore or aft 
of the of the of the crest of the wave of of what's happening, and so um, like in our case where we went from four to nine to thirteen million, bringing on the right number of people at the right time to perform the jobs that were in front of, them, and um, training them in such a way that so on the day that the job started, they were fully operational and functional and ready to go. That's just very very difficult to do, and and um, particularly. Um, as one tries to launch from, let's say, the, the 2 million to the 5 million to the 10 million range, um, getting those pieces right is really hard. And so um, maybe I could share with my experience about how to mitigate for that risk. Yeah, because that's one. The next question is okay. So you have risk out there, and and there are certain risks that um, would be unique to your business, but there are other risks that are not that every business has to deal with. So now that you've laid the groundwork for those risks, a potential risk out there, how do you mitigate them? Well, the first um, the first thing that I think that's necessary to be able to scale up quickly is to establish a very solid bench um, where you have people that are um, not necessarily in the business but are nearby the business and known by you to be capable performers. So in our case, that would be project managers. And uh, we had um, several folks that were um, either retired or um, were uh, moving to a new location or something where they needed... um, uh, temporary work, uh, and they could um, sign on with us for a temporary full-time position, mm-hmm. and um, and perform. Uh, that's a that's a good example, I think, of 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 a of a scaling kind of a move that doesn't oblige, um, doesn't doesn't create a um, an overhead demand that that may be greater than what your uh, profitability can support. And um, another critical factor there in scaling. Um, teaming up with a bank that sees what you're doing and is willing to um, to finance um, additional manpower uh, positions because they kind of have to be in place when the when the work comes in. So you have to have um, thought it through uh, far enough in advance that you can advertise for them, hire them, train them, um, you know, give them uh, the operational support that's necessary for them to do their job. So this this business of getting the right um, mix, the right people on the bus, the mm-hmm. right skill sets, mm-hmm. um, and doing that at the time in which it's needed and not before or after that is is um, is really to me that that is the that is the big issue for scaling up. And you know what comes to my mind, and I'm not sure if you have the answer to it, is how do you know that? How do you know when it's the right time? Um, that is the issue Um, well for one thing I think that most entrepreneurs have some sense of their pipeline okay Um, the the thing that are the the, the projects that are coming towards us the ones that are currently being operated or worked on and then and then um, as as they are going out when they when those how long it'll take for them to to close down so and it's I've heard the term um, uh, trusting the integrity of the pipeline, uh-huh. making sure that you've got that. And, and a lot of that has to do with an intuitive sense of um, what percentage uh, of likelihood of closure is this particular project, what is the likely profit uh, that's involved, mm-hmm. and um, you know, how quickly, what's the velocity that, that we're going to see this money? How soon is this going to arrive? So a lot of it has to do with the cash flow. So, um, to me, I think it is the fact that you're you're in the business, you're hands-on, you're you're looking at it, you're looking up and down the pipeline, and you're gauging how likely this is to be. Um, if you can't get a bank to support it, then these growth moves have to be self-financed, and that means that that you have to account for those funds as you're um, you know as you're projecting. Uh, the next quarter's budget and the next year's budget. Okay, what are we? What are we really going to need, and how do we account for it? So, so that's really the issue. That's if if you're um, in a in a growth mode in a in a startup or a scale up company, and you're you're trying to uh, mitigate that risk. 
um, that is the issue is, is I think, um, gauging the pipeline and then making sure that you, your, your pipeline, you have integrity in the pipeline um, so that you can budget for it. Okay, you know, that is a really good point, and, and it, it's not precise, but it's making, I think what you're doing is making entrepreneurs aware of, of this particular challenge and to st- be planning for it. But I know there's another thing that you wanted to talk about, which is uh, tools or courses that are available for startups, for scale-ups. And we have about two minutes, and we certainly could, you know, why don't you start and maybe if, you know, if there's still others you want to talk about, we can do it at that next segment. So sure. what are some of the resources? Well, um, I can't sing the praises of the Small Business Administration loud enough. My experience has been that they have worked very hard with me to help grow the business, genuinely concerned and um, an actual partner in the progress of the deal. And particularly a course that they offer called the E200 Emerging Leaders course. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again because it's really a fabulous course, E200 Emerging Leaders. This is a course that um, is um, uh, put on uh, through, the, through the local offices of the, of the SBA, and um, it is designed to help entrepreneurs uh, make the big step, and um, it is a huge tool. The SBA, in addition, has a wide range of recurring uh, courses, such as how to do business with the government, how to write a capability statement, how to get um, uh, listed on the GSA schedule. These are all federal-type things, but um, they're useful for small businesses to be aware of of um, uh, and, and how to do business. So um, it sounds like our, our time may be closed up, but I, I would just say that the SBA has a whole series of courses available, templates, tools, all kinds of things. It's really worth the time to go visit them, um, and um, typically where you'll see them is um, in um, the, an, out, an outreach office in uh, local community colleges. Right, and actually, I want to say that that's how you and I met, which was the E200 Emerging Leaders course, and I was one of the uh, guest um, evaluators. So on that note, we are going to take a quick break. Um, and so on the business edge, I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success, and my guest um, is David Shuttler, CEO of Utility System Solutions, and when we return, he's going to tell us a little, some other perhaps lessons learned as well as how to contact him, so stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moose Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is David Shuttler, CEO of Utility System Solutions, and he's been giving us great insights into his entrepreneurial journey from startup to a growing enterprise. And at the end of the last segment, I had asked him about some tools or resources that he found very valuable in his journey, and he talked about the SBA and all that the SBA provides uh, business owners, and he had one other um, uh, resource. So tell us a, a little bit about that, David. Yes. Um, the um, Goldman Sachs uh, program known as 10KSB, or 10,000 Small Businesses, um, is a program financed by Goldman Sachs um, in which they put, put up um, $500 million in support of small businesses in America today. And... Um, that program uh, is um, a, a wonderful resource. Um, it is not in every city, but, um, but um, there are also uh, the ways to attend the course um, through virtual attendance. Um, and the focus of that 10KSB course is to show uh, small business owners how to analyze a business opportunity uh, from start to finish, uh, for example, you know, um, whether it's valid for business growth, and then how to um, develop it, uh, including funding for it, managing it, um, and uh, a number of things. A quick example is Pizza by the Slice, um, known widely in America. Not guy went to Germany, saw that wasn't there, and he decided to bring Pizza by the Slice and, and had a great opportunity. So you wouldn't necessarily think of things as opportunities in that course helps you refine what is a business opportunity and then how can you develop it. So um, I, I strongly recommend that, that um, startups and, and um, beginning uh, businesses have a look at that as a, as a way to develop that, um, that, that uh, skill set. Well, you know, Dave, those are two great resources. And <clears throat> I also want to tell the listeners something about you because you have just been named the Small Business Person of the Year in the state of Texas. And that is quite an honor. And, um, you know, I, I, I just want to congratulate you. And I know you have a lot to offer to people who are maybe starting their business or wanting to scale up. So how can they contact you? And, um, you know, uh, and so tell, tell listeners that. Certainly, and thanks for your kind words. Um, so to contact our company, our website is uh, www.us2, US the number 2, inc.com. And then to contact me, my email is first initial last name, dshutler, D-S-H-U-T-L-E-R, at us2inc.com. And we have an 800 number. It's one eight eight eight, and then... We think it was kind of clever. The number four, and then US two dash nine one one. So it's for US two help. So one eight 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 one eight 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 for US two nine one one. Well, you know, I want to thank you because um, you've been on twice, and it has been just delightful. And what I can see happening is, <clears throat> is as you grow this business, it's now thirteen million. Am I correct on that? To what well, was thirteen? Um, that was this. That was this past <laughs> two, a year ago. Now we're <clears throat> at about um, eleven million this past okay. year, and hope to be about that this year. Okay. So when you bring it back, that would be another show to say, "How did you do that?" You know, yeah, <laughs> that would be a great show. And what are the lessons learned? So I want to thank you again so much, Dave. Um, and it's been delightful, and it's been very educational. 
Thank you and very much, Marcia. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And now <clears throat> I want to go to uh, next week's program. It is Using Emotional Intelligence in Business, Selecting and Developing Leaders. Do you want to maximize performance in everyday business by enabling better communication, collaboration, teamwork, and leadership throughout your organization? My guest is Adam Zaccato, a partner relations consultant for Multi-Health Systems, and he will be giving us insights on how emerging and executive leaders using the EQI 2.0 assessment can accurately assess their strengths and blind spots and create an action plan for greater effectiveness. You will also have a demonstration of coaching a leader on her emotional intelligence, so that is going to be very interesting. Learn how you can add robustness and accuracy to your talent management initiatives. Tune in Wednesday, April 29th, 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern. Now, here's another smart moves tip or thought about why being an entrepreneur is awesome. This is from someone who um, I had met recently, and she said, I love that I get to decide who I help and how I help them. My clients are people I've chosen because I personally identify with them. So the problems I'm solving are both interesting and enjoyable. And I get to be creative in how I solve them, which would be harder to do as an employee. Would you like to know more about building a business? Get my free ebook, Smart Growth. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a Smart Moves coach, let me show you how. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or die, make smart moves. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.